to you today by LegalZoom.com, the leader in self-help legal documents. Use referral code GREEN at checkout for the special Green Room discount. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean Green! All right, everyone, welcome to the program. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio. Feel free to give us a call at any point in the program, 323-203-0815. I'm in the studio with the... Creators, founders of Good Neighbor, a very popular sketch group that you can get on YouTube and I'm sure a lot of other media outlets. I'd like to welcome on to the program a regular Nicholas Rutherford. Nick, thanks for coming on the program. It's my it's my pleasure, Sean. And he's uh, with his partner here, Kyle Mooney. Kyle, thanks for coming on. Ah, thanks so much for having me. All right. So you guys, uh, man, just made it in time. Just made it. Just under the uh, under the the buzzer. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're here. We're doing it live. Feel free to give us a call at any point. 323-203-0815. I uh, got to go over a couple of listener emails to start off the show. I uh, Last week, Logan reviewed the KFC Double Down, gave the KFC Double Down a scathing review. Oh. It was very against the KFC Double Down, which is kind of a surprise. You would think Logan, if you know anything about Logan, he loves fast food, loves unhealthy food. So you would think he would enjoy it, but... And he likes sports, too. Logan? Yeah. Um, no, no, he's not really a big okay, sports but that's guy. the problem. It was just the, the name of the sandwich. He had a problem. Right. So he um, gave it a scathing review, and we got some uh, listener email. This is from Justin in Seattle, and he wrote, Logan's a bitch. The double down is awesome. It just needs more bacon. So that's a, <laughs> uh, it's a you know, it's a little point counterpoint. All right, we got a uh, caller here. Caller, you're on the green room. <laughs> this is Cousin Rob. Hey, Rob, what's up, man? How you doing? What's going on? Not much, man. What have you been up to? Oh, same old, same old. How's everything going down your end? Great, dude. Just uh, kicking off the show. I was just about to tell uh, the two guests in here in the program that uh, my uh, dad, you know my dad, my, uh, Uncle Tom to you, he's uh, he's yeah. over in Turkey, and he's been text messaging me while he's over in Turkey. And, uh, I don't know what's scarier. He's over in Turkey, or he knows how to text message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad is not... He's, it's weird. He's a computer engineer, but then we'll still have to, you know, ask me how to clean up a Microsoft, you know, desktop product or something like that. Like not to mention, he doesn't grasp the concept of uh, hearing his own voice on the radio while, <laughs> you know, talking. Right. Yeah, that was a couple weeks ago. He was he was really having trouble uh, getting around that whole idea that if you're on the radio calling into the radio program, that if you leave the speakers on, it will eventually feed back to it. You know, he's a computer engineer, and still, still the. Uh, the whole idea eluded him. Oh, yeah, my dad texted me. He said a, uh, a lot of people in Turkey were looking at him. Um, he said uh, they look at you me. You mean he doesn't look Turkish? <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. The pale Irish engineer over in Turkey, he kind of stands out. <laughs> he goes, a lot of them look at me and smile. Maybe it's because I'm wearing a periodic table tie draped over a beer gut and a black and orange flyers hat. But, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> What is, what is he That's doing so in Turkey? Too. Uh, he's doing some consulting, teaching some classes, teaching the Turks over there how to wire bond microelectronics. It's an interesting life. He's, wow. a, he's a jet setter. Really impressive. I can't believe he hasn't been deported yet. <laughs> yeah, no, he's uh, he's hanging in there. So what's the, how's Philly, Rob? Same old, same old. You know, flyers are going down the tubes. Uh, what the Phillies are. Uh, you know how they pitched the 7-2 game today, so that's another win for him. He's six and one. Sixers, uh, you know, I don't know. I wish somebody would just drop a bomb in that stadium, and you know, or they, they could just move somewhere else. Now, uh, uh, now, Rob, you're a Phillies fan. What did you think of on Monday night 
a Phillies fan, a 17-year-old fan, ran out into the field, and then they were chasing after him, and he ended up getting tasered. As a fan, what do you two, think? Too harsh? Not harsh two, enough? Two things. Okay, one, cops are going to run after some asshole. Like, you know, they're... Here's the thing. The guy's not hopping back into the stands. He went out there. He's on TV. He's not, like, going to go, you know, he's already in the Lions' den. It's only a matter of time for, like, you know, Jason Worth clotheslines him in right field or, you know, those slobs out there of Philly's finest actually <laughs> catch him. So I don't really see the point of tasing the guy. Right. You know? He's not a grease he's pig. Not, he's not going to escape. Right. No, no, he's not like, you know, he already hopped down. It's not like you can just climb the wall. I mean, God, if they could climb the wall, they'd be snagging, you know, home runs left and right. Exactly. The kid's not going back up to where he came from. He's going down eventually. It's all a matter of how long he can last. And then all of a sudden, the kid goes on the ground, he's getting electrocuted. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's funny in theory. I wouldn't want it to happen to me. I wouldn't want it to happen to my kid. But if right. it was like the neighbor, you know, I'd laugh. Right, exactly. Uh, that's the spirit <laughs> of Philadelphia it's, it's, it's fans. Absolutely excessive. It's going to be excessive force. So I can't. And then to top it off, the next day someone else ran out and they didn't taste him. Yeah, exactly. So that's all. That's all gone. All right, Rob. Well, uh, thanks There's for no calling into the program, in man. Philadelphia. Thanks, Rob. Nice talking. Thanks, to you. thanks, Rob, for calling in, man. It started Appreciate out. It's such, such a friendly, just like family conversation. Just like, hey, cousin Rob. Hey, Sean. How's it going? Man? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, we that's, a, with that's a typical male conversation. Hey, yeah. what's up, man? What's up, bro? You know, this is real sure, talk sure, radio. Yeah. So, all right, Kyle, yeah. Nick, let's 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 get into your guys' relationship. How did you end up, Kyle? How did you end up meeting Nick? Now, I know you're you act in the you know you guys are in the sketch group together. How did you end up meeting Nick? Uh, we all, you... we went to school together. We went to USC. We uh, auditioned for the same improv comedy troupe. Okay, uh, so when you're... we first got there. Yeah, okay. we basically got in together uh, with the third guy of the troupe who couldn't come out here tonight, or one of the. Two of the guys who are involved in group, Beck, Bennett, and uh, Dave McCarrick, couldn't come out tonight. But uh, three of us got in together, had like an instant connection because we were kind of all about partying. The older guys in the group, kind of dweeby, kind of nerdy, you know, comedy So wait, nerds. how big of a group was this? They were probably close to 10, Yeah, 10 12. with us in it. There's probably about And this 10. is yeah. a this is a school-sanctioned thing where they're just like, hey, let's get a, a comedy sketch group together and let's get it going. Yeah, it was actually improv. It was like improv. We did improv, an improv show every week, and then at the end of the semester we'd do a big sketch show. But okay. yeah, it was uh, it was there with USC for like 14 years or something. Like we would perform for all the incoming like students would come and tour the school, and then they would it, like culminate in a performance by us to these like 17 year old kids. Nice. The kids loved it. The yeah, incoming they kids they ate it up. Well, so that was a great. Is that one of your best audiences? You think playing in front of seventeen-year-olds like, well, college so is sad. so yeah. exciting. Definitely. Definitely, but that they'd be anybody's best audience because there's also like uh, a lot of acapella groups that we'd perform with. Oh so, man! So like the Trojan men would go up first and sing like uh, I don't know, like the Mario theme, but with uh, beatboxing and scatting, and then they would just love it. They just thought it was a great thing, and then we'd go up and do stuff that we are actually proud of, and they think that was great too. You could have done anything. Right. You could have done a live That's the kind of audience you dream of. Yeah. And then you go out into the real audiences of LA and everyone's just over it and over it. Yeah. really jaded and not, everything they can do that. I can do that better. Right. And, oh yeah. Oh, I know so many more funny people are like I'm so much funnier. Yeah. 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 Totally frustrated. We still do a lot of we we still do a lot of material actually like kind of based on that stuff we were doing in college. Now, what do you? What kind of stuff were you guys doing in college? It was complete. You said it was an improv group, or was it? It sketch? was mainly improv, but then we would do these big, the big sketch shows at the end of the semester. Yeah, just like twice where a year. We would write them, you know, obviously, and produce them, and they were like usually about, I would say, an hour and a half, two hours in length. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were a big event. 
big event. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. But mostly sketch on a week-to-week thing. And we did a lot of side shows. We did some show that, like, this theater asked us to do a midnight show on Saturday, which was kind of cool. But then <laughs> it sucked because we had to be at a theater at midnight on a Saturday. So we kind yeah, of that's not ideal for no, college. No, not at all. But it was luckily, like, down the street from our house. So we would just have, like, a party that started normal party time, like 10.30 or 10 o'clock. We would just get drunk and then walk everybody from the party to the theater, <laughs> do an improv show, and then walk back and continue partying. Oh, man. And that worked good for a while until yeah. one and, day. Well, yeah, one night um, there was one, I don't know, improv game where you, you enter in a funny way or something like that. And I don't know what the suggestion was. Anyway, I ended up doing the worm on stage and landed on my chin, and it split open. And it started oh my God. <laughs> People are like, this sketch is hilarious. Oh, and uh, and so the like, the scene stopped for a second, like to to, to bandage me up. Yeah, so I don't know what down, happened. And I was just like, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then I and then they they taped me up, and then I went back into the show, did another you know the rest of the show for like probably 45 minutes, and then in another scene. Split my chin open in a different place. Wait, like the same much show? Same yeah, show, yeah. yeah. What, 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 what happened the second time? I, 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 what I remember it is you just literally collapsed <laughs> and landed on your chin. Like you just were doing this weird fall and just like just, you could feel it in this concrete floor, like his chin just slamming against the floor. And now he had two giant gashes, two separate gashes. There was like a puddle of blood on the floor. We kind of called the show right there, and the theater asked us not to come back. <laughs> yeah, well, I went to the, the the interesting, you know, I went to the emergency room after, and it was a terrible experience. But I've always like looked back on that show, you know, like as a greater art piece. That's kind of a watermark. That's kind of a delineating point. I could see people who were just, you know, in college, uh, kind of, hey, why don't I do some comedy theater? And then they bust right. their chin open. They're, you know, instead of staying at home and partying, I feel like that's a point where it's like, all right, I can either stay with this as an art form or I can just call it a day. Right. And you chose the later path. That's why I like you, Kyle. <laughs> you're committed to your art form. John, you're embarrassing me in front of all these people. So now how'd you get into USC? Where did you grow up? What part of I'm the country? San Diego. San Diego. And so I, I applied uh, via their application. Uh, got some letters of rec. Nice. <laughs> did you read any of the letters? Did, did I read them? Yeah. yeah. You read them? Okay. I did. Uh, Mr. Kelso wrote a very nice Kelso? letter. Uh, All right. So <laughs> you got it. Okay. So you grew up in San Diego. What's what's growing up like in San Diego? I I have this idea. Anytime I go down to San Diego, it's like, oh man, this would be a perfect place to grow up. Hot chicks everywhere. Great weather. I just picture people just like, hey, let's play the acoustic guitar and hang yeah. out on the beach. It fire is, pits. Yeah. No, it's kind of like that. In high school, it's great. I mean, it was for me, and I had a really good high school experience. Going back there now, though, it's pretty obnoxious to me. It is very like broy, and uh, you know the the beach culture is is great if you're into it. And I did like you get beach. burned out on the beach culture? I'm just like I'm kind of not strong enough, and I don't drive a tundra. Yeah, you're I don't not have a pit bull. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not. Uh... No offense, but you're not, you know, not well, not heavily muscular. You're a skinny guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, no, I, I went down to um, one of the like beach bars a couple years ago and got kicked out immediately because I was wearing a tank top. Really? And I was thinking like of all the but, places. Uh, wait, you got kicked? You went down to, to wear a tank top. You went down to a bar in San Diego and got kicked out for wearing a tank top? Yeah. Why? Just said public hygiene? No, reasons? no, no. That was like. You need to wear like club sleeves? club attire. You know, like oh, a collared wow. shirt or something. Yeah. You need to pop the collar. All no right. Shorts. So then you come up to USC, you get into the sketch group. So you said it's kind of at that point it's kind of fat with dweebs. I mean, you know, you got to. Uh, 
I don't know. I'd say we, we they're our buddies and we respect them at the time, but they were, you know, they were focused on other things and we were all about We were like, raw. Yeah, right. We were it just, was to them it was just another thing. Oh, flag football. Yeah, Can, no, improv not, comedy. Not, not, not that necessarily. It wasn't that it was another thing. I think it was very important to them. I don't I think they didn't have that other side that like social side in the sense that like, oh, we're also gonna like you know oh, okay. drink they a didn't, lot and party. Oh, okay, yeah, they're so, very studious. They're they got it they've accomplished a lot since and they did then. But, so theater fruits, yeah. that's what we're talking about. Well they're, they're sure. both yeah, theater <laughs> fruits, yeah, pretty much. And so it basically like we kind of became clear that the three of us were into like, yeah, let's have fun and do improv, but then after the practice let's get drunk right guys like, right you guys exactly gonna, yeah and they told the unifying whoa, whoa 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 no no yeah. no no <laughs> you guys well, damage our... drinking before these like late shows that's we'll yeah. damage our brain cells we won't be able to it's yeah. funny you know i um i like to read obviously stories about great comedians and stuff like that or you know and you think about partying in the back of your head you're like oh man maybe i should just be focusing more on 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 doing comedy and maybe this is somehow hurting it and then you read the biography of john belushi and you're just like oh my god i'm not doing enough cocaine look at this the guy would just do piles of cocaine and everyone loved him he was a genius and then eventually it rotted his brain and he ended up (laughs) dying but he had a good run that's what i'm saying yeah well you wonder like you need you got to pull from something right so shouldn't i just go out drunk every night and hope to have some crazy adventure that i can later pull a script from or a right i think there's finding a balance of okay there's going to be an aspect of hey i want to still be social and party and hang out and not kind of cross over to super self-destructive which i think as a performer it's kind of it's kind of hard to balance that line at times yeah i like to teeter right on that line right we had some we went to some party for like one of our managers or agents had like a hmm. her birthday party and I just got – they had an open bar with Jack Daniels, and I just got so shit-faced right, off, right out of the gate. This is a couple years back. Uh, You're allowed and, to say shit-faced? I didn't know. Yeah, exactly. It's the what, internet, man. Okay. So, yeah, you can say anything. Because I was going to say earlier, I was just going to say something about, like, when we would entertain those those kids that would come in. Sure. For, uh, you know, like – Oh, yeah, the incoming se- freshman yeah, class. Yeah, the yeah. Senior, the seniors in high school. If you said, like, the word come or something like that, they'd love it. <laughs> yeah, it was such All a right, we'll, we'll edit that back into the <laughs> earlier part of the interview. <laughs> Come. <laughs> still holds up. Anyway, back to drunk Nick. Uh, so the next day, I like literally got like a an intervention call from my manager, being like, "You're gonna be going to events like this from now on, and you need to watch it." Like apparently, I punched some lady from Comedy Central in the tit. Like I was being super obnoxious, and I and she was like trying to introduce herself to me because like my manager had built us up as like this funny comedy group, and I just fucking punched her in the tit. No recollection of this, so it is a thin line. Right. You know? Yeah, I feel like you're a little you're a little too far gone when instead of extending a handshake, your first impulse is a jab to the tit. Yeah, that's a bad move. In my whole in the rest of the night, one of my only thoughts was considering whether or not I should just dive into the jacuzzi fully clothed. But like I was thinking about it on the right levels, like <laughs> this would be good. People will remember me. Like I was thinking about it, like they'll be like, who's this crazy guy? We gotta get him. You know. I, that's I, a, I that's a funny thing when you get really drunk. You still rationalize, yeah. but it's just completely unbalanced. <laughs> you're thinking, you're you're thinking about this decision. Okay, do I jump in the pool right now? Okay, the pros. Everyone will think I'm awesome. Everyone will. Yeah. You're still <laughs> exactly. weighing the pros and cons, but it's just totally. It's all false. Yeah, it's not. It's not based on any sort of reality. So when do you guys decide to kind of? Okay, so it's you three guys, and then you decide to uh, after you graduate, stick together as a group. Yeah, I graduated. Uh, I was there basically. At- I transferred in, so I left a year before the other guys left. So we kind of – they were in their final year, and I was kind of figuring shit out. And then we decided to create a group and do this kind of grassroots tour. Yeah. Uh, the, the initial impetus actually was like kind of like I, – I had this idea for almost like a rock and roll comedy show. And I don't even – like this is like before Good Neighbor even existed. But somehow 
after talking about it enough, it was like, okay, let's just do what we've been doing. And uh, and yeah, and then it was like, let's go, let's go to all these colleges. Yeah, we just, like in essence extend our college experience in different places. We thought it'd be really easy to like email these colleges and have yeah, them fly out there. Yeah, all you gotta do is there. just yeah. email and hey, we'll do it for twenty five hundred. That's a great deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you always hear these stories of oh, the college market's so lucrative. All you gotta do is email some people. Meanwhile, it's just it seems like this to totally corporate to. regimented thing with NACA and APCA and all this other stuff. Yeah, it really is. It's it's insane. All these groups running it. So did you get a college tour going at all? We did. Kind of. Yeah. It was it, it's so disjointed. We got three schools to reply. Harvard flew us out oh, to man. Harvard. We're gonna put yeah. us up in this giant like fundraiser show they did every year where it's like twenty five hundred seat auditorium. Like we're gonna have this full spot in there, they're gonna put us up and everything. So we're super stoked about that. We got our plane ticket that way. Some other school, I can't remember the name of them anymore. Man, Chapman or something? Doesn't matter. That's, that's out here. That's out here. So some other school said, yeah, we'll pay you like 800 bucks or something. We're like, that's fine. We'll be on the East Coast anyway. Then another school, Alfred University, same thing, 1200 bucks, whatever it was. So we came out for almost a month. We set up a bunch of shows in New York City around bars in Connecticut and whatnot. And we did this thing. Like literally a month before we go out there, Harvard cancels on us. They're just like... We can't uh, – they bumped us for, like, some celebrity where we're like, that's understandable. But they're like, we'll still fly out there. No worries. All right. A week before our second college show, we're in the East Coast, like, about to, like, drive to the school and hang out. So, like, promoting it. They email us to say uh, they don't have space. <laughs> they double booked <laughs> They don't the have event. space on the show? Yeah, they double booked the oh, event man. space. It's like some homecoming dance is happening the same night in the same room. And so, we're, yeah, so, so, so Nick, after Nick receives this email – yeah, I write him back saying like, uh, well, we're still gonna need half of our booking fee based on you know whatever like the. <laughs> no, actually, uh, we know the state law and we owe you nothing. Yeah, there was no uh, e- an email yet. is not a legally binding contract. <laughs> Basically, we like contacted these like idiots at these schools and then they said, yeah, come on out on April 6th, man. We'll give you $900. And then we just showed up and they're like, uh, no, that's that wasn't real. And we had one show at, Al- at Alfred University and that was fun. That was a blast. All right. Good. Actually, we were talking about it the other the other day. It's really funny. We were we were staying with this you know. One of the girls who was hosting us, and uh, total dweeb. <laughs> and like, so we're like, so what do you guys do for fun? Like, oh, I don't know. There's like a, a party down the street. It's like a bunch of like, swimmer girls and water polo guys, and they're just gonna oh, be nice. drink, drinking all night. And we're like, uh, that sounds great. <laughs> no, it's gonna be dumb. You don't want to trust me. Don't go to a swimmer party. <laughs> and every at Alfred, like nobody was partying, nobody's drinking. And then across the street at state school was just like the coolest parties ever. And we would tell people, like, yeah, we were out all night last night at State, like, hanging out at this one bar. Oh, that bar. Girls just dress like whores, and everybody just gets drunk and dances. <laughs> the other great, yeah, the other great thing was, like, doing the – when we did the actual show for, for Alfred, you know, you get you have that in your back pocket to be like, by the way, Alfred State sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice local reference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so you, got, you guys have some good times. You play college. And then what happens from there? When do you guys start filming stuff? This was just all live shows, correct? Well, we, we had some videos. Yeah, we, we almost did. We still – all of our early videos we were still using. Uh, we would do the same – our live shows now are very similar, live video, live video. Yeah, describe describe your live show to people who haven't seen it yet. Uh, it depends. I mean, we do like a live sketch, and then we'd have uh, – then we transition into a video sketch, and sometimes they're intertwined, like, you know, the video will be part of the sketch or whatnot. But basically it gives us time to change costumes without having to have, like, lengthy music between everything and – it keeps the show moving. So, yeah, it's essentially just live video, live video. We try to keep it as connected as we can, but yeah. never. When we got back here from the East Coast, almost, Nick stayed in New York for a while, 
But we made a couple videos, and when he came back, we made Jamie Lynn Spears, or what, Pregnant, what is it called? Jamie, I have Jamie I Pregnant Lynn, so it doesn't stupid. matter. Yeah, it's stupid. Anyways, that, that was the video. Yeah, we got like, that uh, We got that right here. It blew up. currently has 6.039 million views, so if you haven't, uh, here's a little bit of the audio, if you haven't heard it. Oh, sorry, to set this up. Nick is uh, playing the character of a paparazzi, and he's chasing down Jamie Lynn Spears. This is when she, her pregnancy came out. Right. And it was very, yeah, big news. That's, that's, that's Jamie Lynn. That's Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn, Jamie Lynn, you, you look beautiful. Can you answer a few questions for us? Jamie, you're going to keep the baby? I keep it. What's in the back, Jamie? The joke, obviously, is that it's being played by, I don't know, how old is this girl? She was 28 months, I think, when we shot that. Really? Yeah, she's two years. And 20, some, oh, some my change. God. Now, how do you how do you find a uh, an actress who's 28 months old? Uh, there's Actors Access. We just It's like LA casting. You just post these free casting notices, and without fail, every time we need like a weird actor or somebody to come in and fill a part, like, 60 people just respond in a day or two. And this it's is, never for she, pay. Because yeah, listen too. to some of the stuff that a uh, they got a 28-month-year-old to say. This <laughs> What do you have to say to all of your young fans? Last story. I don't want no money. Were drugs and alcohol involved in the pregnancy? Stop. <laughs> sorry, sorry. One more question. That was great. Stop. Yeah, so she, now, did you deal with the parents? Is there an agent? How does that work? Yeah, she, she's Just her got mom. the best parent setup. Yeah, her, yeah. her mom it was a former um, Spanish pop star, Viva Gutierrez. But I think her name was Viva Love or something. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, but she, so she was, we should have brought that CD in. So she was quite a character. Like, she had big dreams. She loved Hugh Hefner. Wait, a stage mom with big dreams? Yeah. All right, slow, slow down. <laughs> slow down, Nick. Let Lived me get in Rancho this. Cucamonga. Uh, so very lovely family. She's uh. She really loved Playboy. She owned a restaurant. We worked with her like extensively after this. Uh, she owned a restaurant in Rancho Cucamonga, still does. Two of them called uh, Knockers. That is basically a Hooters ripoff. It's just <laughs> don't say that. Please don't say that to her though. Don't say that to her. No. Oh wow. I, I think, they, I think really... she, had, she had a really funny way of referring to Hooters as like those girls in the orange shorts. <laughs> yeah. We tell the difference is we tell our girls to be nicer than the girls in the orange shorts. And oh, there's wow. a, like, costume themed on different nights and whatnot. It's just a Hooters. Yes. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, and it's I, called Knockers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally, totally original restaurant concept and theme. Yeah, exactly. So that was her big dream. And that actually parlayed into some web series that we shot at the restaurant. So we worked with the family extensively. They've been really lovely. And since then, the family split up and all that. Very sad. But uh, <laughs> the girl the girl was a goldmine. Interesting. She's, she was so adorable. And, yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's a cute little chick. Now, when you guys, I mean, you well, know. Yeah, cute girl. Right, exactly. She's fun. She's fun. Now, is that weird at all, co- coaching a 28-month-old? Well, Nick, you, was a you, child, Nick was a child actor. Oh, yeah. We know <laughs> so, I mean, like, We know. if anyone out there, we, look, um, what was your what was your role? What was your role most known for, Young Skippy? Yeah, Young Skippy, I guess. I still haven't That's, seen that, but I have seen him in, uh, what's the Lily Tomlin movie? Oh, Big Business. He's got a good, a good, a good clip in there. Yeah. And he has very dreamy hair in it. All right, so... <laughs> you guys both have great hair. Now, okay, so you do, you do the college, you come back, you start shooting this. It was was the Jamie Lynn Spears video your first huge hit? Yeah, it went like crazy overnight. One of our friends like, emailed it to Perez Hilton, I guess, and then he posted it, so it just like shot through the roof. Perez Hilton's kind of a celebrity blog type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, kind of, he's kind of. You know, he's the he's the celebrity queen of gossip. So he posts that, <laughs> and you you guys immediately take off. Did did having a, a video on YouTube 
is there what do you think the value is of six million hits on YouTube? Is there like a monetary get, value? Yeah, like is there a actual? monetary value to it? Do you guys get more exposure? Does it help you book stuff? Like, oh hey, we're the guys from this video. It's six of. million views. Yeah, yeah, I think exposure I feel like really helps. I mean that's kind of what put a lot of put us on a lot of people's radar. Because you'd think that from like six million views we should have like six million views of our actual page. But literally maybe like 5% of anybody who clicks to watch that video clicks to go, I wonder what else these guys have done. So it's like a really small amount. But from there, like we started getting more subscribers. We got attention. And then I feel like that video is not really representative of what most of our stuff is like. But it like opens a door into like. But maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe that's good because it casts a wide net. And then, okay, yeah. from that wide net, the 5%, those those people are going to be your hardcore diehard fans. fans. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what happens, so. Uh, we we didn't make much money off of the video just with ad sales and whatnot because we weren't even partners with YouTube at the time. So I don't know what the monetary value could have been. But so people like emailed us like YouTubers. I remember them emails right away like if if you were partners with with you with uh, YouTube, you, this would have been your golden egg. Like there's all these people like this is your you got to partner up. Like there's all it's such a weird community on YouTube. Now did you get any kind of weird responses from the video? It's, it's out there for six million people. What were the kind of comments that you would see on the video? I know some people actually like I don't know if they took offense, but yeah, yeah like we're you know, looking at <laughs> wait they took of offense it as, to like, it exploitive yeah oh okay look in the idea that you're getting this 28 month old to portray Jamie Lynn yeah, to yeah. portray like a knocked up teenager booze and, yeah yeah but I mean it's yeah whatever shut up you know like that's okay. yeah I mean her, obviously her like, mom was ecstatic about it you know who knows but she, she's 28 months she can't really make oh okay decision. I thought you were gonna say Jamie Lynn's mom was ecstatic oh, no, about no. it. No. It's probably not portraying. We probably got some people who, who saw it and were like, "Fake." Yeah, yeah, we have. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got a lot of people that, were like, calling it out like, "That's yeah. not Jamie." Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is weird the people's reality of, "Oh wow, this was totally." There's no sense of parody here. This is <laughs> this is totally real. I'm gonna I'm gonna criticize this. So all right, so that that kind of pops off for you guys, and then what's the what's the progress been since there? You just keep putting out putting out videos. Yeah, What's, I mean, what? like, through through that video, I feel like we kind of got our representation and, like, got to take a lot of meetings that I guess haven't really amounted to too much. But what's the what's the ultimate goal for Good Neighbor? <clears throat> Just do another Jamie Lynn video. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's well, like your one-hit wonder. You don't, want to, you don't want that to define your career. Yeah, exactly. We want, uh, I don't know, we would, you know, we want to do a movie. We got a movie idea that we're probably going to kick around and just do ourselves. Uh, we did, we, you know, we've pitched some shows around, and we've worked with other, like, showrunners or whatnot to get our own stuff off the ground, and it's just, uh, it's just kind of more fun to do it your own, on yeah. your own. So. I mean, in theory, like, being able to have a sketch show, I think, would be really rad, and just doing kind of what we already do, but I guess Hollywood doesn't want to do that, because they keep on closing <laughs> the door on us, so. <laughs> so. yeah, I don't know, it's just, uh, yeah, we got, uh, we just got, we're constantly working on things, Scott, we got it's projects. Gotta, you gotta keep right. the brand moving. Nice, man. Well, uh, Nick, you sent. Um, speaking of young kids, you sent me this interesting tape. This is uh, this is prom season. I know there's a lot of high school listeners out there. This, this is Kyle. Kyle found this clip. Kyle okay. spends a lot of time. I'm on obsessed YouTube. with this clip. All right. Well, then this is perfect, guys. I don't know if I would describe this as a great way to <laughs> ask someone out to prom, but this is a kid. He's a senior. And he thinks it would be a great idea to take a video camera and barge into his, uh, his his friend's class and ask her to prom. So so let's go and listen to this audio. Hi, I just wanted to get your attention. 
This is him walking into class. <laughs> he sucks so much. It's so bad. He's got the uh, sunglasses backwards, hanging off the ears. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty cool. Mohawk. Yeah, yeah, his name is Geyser. <laughs> yeah. What kind of asshole teacher? I don't know what, what high school you guys went to, but if I walked into a classroom with a video camera going, oh, hey, uh, hey, uh, Mr. Wazalewski, don't don't mind me. I'm just here to take care of a uh, little business. I'm going to ask Alex out on a date. If he's like, get the fuck out of here. The teacher, like, fist bumps him right away. It's like they planned it. God, the douchiness is insane. For a sec, my name is Geyser, and for those that don't know me... He's introducing people <laughs> to himself in his high school class, like, yeah, we, we've we gone to high school with you for four years, yeah. you're a senior, we know who the fuck you are. I play volleyball, and that- <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest. Okay, gotta list the resume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who is this Geyser? Geyser from volleyball? Why should we listen to you? Oh, he plays volleyball, alright, go on. You know right there is my bestest friend, Amanda Reed. <laughs> Bestest friend. Oh, man. I bet the other volleyball guys give him a hard time. All right. I just want... I I wrote here a little something. And... This took me about maybe two hours. Or maybe an hour and a half. Because I don't want to look like an idiot. You just said, I don't want to look like an idiot. I, guys, are, I think... Me, maybe two hours. I don't know, but like an hour and a half. Because I, I don't know. I don't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> I, I think that time has passed, guys. But this is what I wrote to her. Okay, you're thinking what? What, what are you thinking right here? He wrote something, something incredibly romantic. Poem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was either thinking sonnet, poem, song, maybe even a rap. Something yeah. creative. You can see rap, yeah. I mean, two hours. <laughs> well, an hour and a half. <laughs> Amanda, this year has been a pretty baller year. <laughs> Wait, did he just say baller year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. I got to rewind that. This year has been a pretty baller year with you as my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> this kid at once, no business. He has no business getting laid. You can, you can just hear him. The whole idea in high school is to convince chicks that you're not friends so that you can sleep with them. Am I wrong? I, I, I think this guy does great. Honestly. Listen to how many, They eat it up. Listen to how it. many times he mentions friend. And I would not change that for anyone or anything in the world. Aww. This year would not have been this much fun without you, Sari, Marita, and of course Alexis. You and your group of friends have a bond that I admire, which has taught me a lot about each other. <laughs> First off, the syntax makes no sense at all. You guys have a great bond together, which makes me learn about friendship. God, what a tool. And I also love your whole family, especially your parents and Melissa. (laughs) Who's Melissa? I'm guessing it's her sister. Man, he's just laying the entire kiss-ass package out, just laying it down. It's funny because... This guy, I would just wish we could get a little a little vignette into his life 25 years from now where he's yelling, I don't give a fuck about you or your mother-in-law or your dad or Melissa. Melissa can't stay here another day. I don't care about any of you. Your family gave me the respect and the care that most families would not the first time they meet me. What's wrong with them? Yes, I know I am a senior and I have senior friends, but having you as a junior... Being the junior as a best friend shows how good of friends we really are. He just said friends nine times in this. I love the fact we have our own handshake. (laughs) They just did the handshake. Yeah, it, and I'm, it's not that creative. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> not that, that tough. That's a snap, pretty much. <laughs> right, not that you can tell by his rambling note. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, 
You even taught me how to do backflips. And by the way, I'm still way better than her. She just taught me this year for powder puff. You know. For powder puff. Yeah. I think that's the Meaning, weirdest part of the video. Me like he like looks around. He's trying like he's like looking it's around. It's almost like he's like bragging. He's like I'm well, better at, at backflips than you. He's on the volleyball team. <laughs> and I love how he points out that she taught him in powder puff. Powder puff is where cheerleaders play a game of football against the other team's cheerleaders. Why was he a part of this practice? No, see, he as a, as an athlete and you know a prince of the school, <laughs> he must have been one of the cheerleaders. A lot of times the athletes oh, okay. do the cheerleading role, oh, that's so he right. did a backflip. Oh, and he okay. does it much better than her, even though he just learned this year. Right. Not to brag. <laughs> all right. And uh, we text all the time. And I used to hang out with you in fourth period just to watch Hannah Montana and, of course, our late-night phone calls. <laughs> you can almost hear him becoming gay. <laughs> Where we would tell each other everything. I would even tell you things that I would never tell Scott and David. And <laughs> oh, Scott and David, I'd be like, what the hell, dude? Well, on, man. Bros before friends. <laughs> you know they're my best friends because I know you would understand. This guy is like 25 fucking best friends. More, way more than they would. Amanda, I know that you have always wanted to be asked to prom in a cute way. <laughs> and honestly, this was the best idea I can think of. <laughs> and the funny thing is, he's using that as as a selling point. Like, this is the best idea I can think of. Which is what? What is the idea? <laughs> There's no idea. It's a lack of idea. I had two girls. You heard the chick in the back go, aww. Oh, and here comes this some more good, braggadocia. Think of. I had two girls already say yes to me and both think that they're still going. But I <laughs> What an insane asshole. He already has two chicks out. Just, so, okay, yeah, well, guys are, why wouldn't I go with you? <laughs> yeah, I bet you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. I really like to think of, like, the process with the other two girls, how he asked them. Right. Was it as dramatic? <laughs> Did he go with the same sort of rambling note? Did he take the note and just cross out their names? Yeah. What's your sister's name again? <laughs> I'd rather take you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so romantic. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, the... You know, there's probably that'd be hilarious if one of the chicks was in the class as well. Like, hey, what the fuck, fuck you, man? And I hope this is cute enough, so that's why it'll be on. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is cute enough. Oh man, so pathetic. And I hope this is cute enough, so that's why it'll be on YouTube and MySpace tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he said YouTube, and it's gonna be on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I'll watch YouTube when I get out of class. <laughs> I think he gives a wink to the camera at that point, too, right? Oh, right. Yeah, he, he breaks the fourth wall. Right. You can watch it over and over again. So I hope you say yes. So, Amanda, will you be my prom date? <laughs> Don't do it, Amanda. Oh, my God. I actually wow. recently messaged Geyser to ask him how prom was. Really? He hasn't gotten back to me. Oh, man. Oh, that's kind of that's kind of a bummer, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually... I... I, I spend so much time with geyser it's really weird well it is you can get that's the great thing about youtube and i guess the the weirdness of it you can just get sucked into these people's random lives i i am kind of glad that i you know i did some douchey things in high school i'm not gonna lie not necessarily quite as douchey as that <laughs> i mean i wrote a song for a girl but i put it onto a cd i i slid it into her uh locker there when no one was around i don't think she played it for anyone else that that's how you do it right you don't you don't interrupt class fist pump the teacher 
and then brag about being better at right practice. as a taxpayer you should be learning you shouldn't be you know what kind of teacher is yeah. just like yeah let's waste our time oh this guy he's trying to get laid all right yeah it's so embarrassing teach him math for christ's sake i don't know i don't i don't appreciate that i gotta be honest i don't appreciate <laughs> you don't appreciate that. geyser or class, no i guess i guess i appreciate geyser <laughs> it's just become a weird what happened to celebrities as i just i I don't know how I feel about the concept of fame. You know, now this guy's famous. Or, you know, now he's he's out there. It's just a weird sense that we've all, I think, uh, become our own rock stars. Like, it's right. it's kind of a weird sense in how media's changed. That media used to be a, okay, there's a select group of people that are putting out the media, and then there's people sitting back, okay, I'm, I'm a consumer of media. But now everyone is... Putting out media. Yeah. Well, that's one of the one of the things I'm really into is this show called Robin Robin Cole, the Robin Cole Show, and it's these two kids are like 12 years old uh, out of like Wisconsin, um, and they're incredibly awkward, and they do these like probably four or five minute vlogs of just like you know incredibly terrible dialogue between each other. But the weird thing is the way they talk to the camera, it's all like, okay, thank you again for joining us. You know, they've got like 200 viewers maybe, but they speak as if they're speaking to the entire world. And right, well, that's the potential audience. Right. It could be the entire world. You yeah. don't know that the entire world isn't watching. Well, speaking of some uh, more, I guess, legitimate media people, did you guys hear about this, Elizabeth Hasselbeck crying once again on The View? No. I guess you, you've, uh, you're aware of the Aaron Andrews story. Aaron Andrews was the ESPN reporter who they had a, a keyhole camera, filmed her naked, and then uh, she ended up – the guy got arrested, but now she's on Dancing with the Stars, and she's wearing really revealing outfits. And I guess uh, a couple of days ago, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, I'm assuming it was a joke, said something in the vein of, oh, wow, this guy, he uh, he doesn't even have to wait for – you know, he didn't have to go to jail. He could have just tuned in to Dance with the Stars and seen her half <laughs> naked. And then, of course... Um, Which is a pretty funny joke, Elizabeth. Great right. Joke. Actually, I, I was I was almost more yeah. surprised at how good the joke was. So, well, first off... Here we lost a lot of... How, how awful is Whoopi Goldberg as a... She won an Academy Award and listened to her, her known character as the Valley Girl. Like, I hear we lost a lot of, another pair on Dancing with the Stars last night. Speaking of Aaron Andrews, who we just saw, you know, we talked about Dancing with the Stars yesterday, and I went home, wasn't feeling that great about it, and I'm sitting there with Grace, my five-year-old, and she said, Mommy, you know, why do you look... <laughs> That's just a weird move on TV, I'm where they call all their kids by their first name. I guess what else would you call their kids, but it's so weird them crowbarring them yeah. into the conversation. Right. So sad, and I said, well, I'm Grace... Really did you ever notice your parents being sad at five? I didn't notice shit. No, I guess I was, I was tuned out emotionally, but I, I never noticed. Mommy, why are you sad? Okay. What's on your mind? Oh. Mommy hurt someone's feelings, <laughs> and oh gosh. <laughs> and it's harder when you're explaining it to your kid, but it was a moment that I thought I should explain to her. So I, yesterday when we're talking about Aaron, uh, even though I was focused on the dis detestable criminal who's behind bars, thankfully, who's really made her life a living hell, and um, is in jail. I ended up hurting her, and so I told Grace. I said, Grace, mommy feels really bad because I hurt somebody. So I took out her little devotional that we read, and I read her. You know, mommy always reads you reckless words pierce someone's. Uh, this is like a religious thing, but yeah, listen to how listen to how strongly worded the devotional is. Reckless words pierce someone's heart like a sword. And I told her <laughs> that I would great, great lesson for a five-year-old. Use my words more mindfully, like I try to do. 
to build people up, not break them down. And thankfully, she's five and so cute. And she said to me, Mommy, why don't you just call Erin and tell her you're sorry? <laughs> so thankfully, I listened to her. She's a wise little girl, and I did. It's just such a weird thing to do. Like, oh, yeah, I got a... Uh... I kind of got outsmarted by my five-year-old. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that though. Like when like parents attribute like real intelligence to something five-year-old says. It's like not actually that smart. Yeah. It's like, Just call her. <clears throat> You're so smart. You're so, so wise. I, yeah, that's I why took, I took her advice. <laughs> that's why I love you. Yeah. Or like she's when, so you know, down like, to earth, my kid. When a kid talks about love or something like that. If you love them, you should be with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know you're right. You're right. Wow. <laughs> I wish it was that, that simple. Plane. What, uh, I mean, first of all, was she was Aaron Andrews pissed off about that? Like, did she? I guess it? I'm sure she was had some negative reaction. Who, to I it. mean, who? It's so silly. First, that put her on the map. Like, that made her. She was like a celebrity, and she did a lot of things before that. But everybody like shared that. I don't know. Was that that really that hurtful of a thing to happen to somebody? No, I she mean, would, I guess I guess you feel violated that someone was you know yeah. looking at you in a keyhole mirror. Plus, I think as guys, it's hard for us to. To relate, like, wait, there's a video of you and everyone thinks you're really hot. What's the problem? Yeah. Why are you being so uptight? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think as I think as guys, it's uh, it's hard to relate. All right, well, here we're gonna do a uh, little news segment. I like to call "Not in My America." It's where I pick out things that uh, or news stories or just you know stuff that uh, makes me angry. We're gonna call it "Not in My America." This is uh, this is courtesy of CBS News, a, a little Cinco de Mayo. A little Cinco de Mayo news story for you guys. The boys came to Live Oak High School on the Mexican holiday wearing T-shirts, shorts, and shoes emblazoned with American flags. Uh-oh. What's wrong with that? couple kids at a high school wearing some American flags? I like where this story's going. <laughs> at 10 a.m., the assistant principal told Matthew Dariano he had to remove his bandana, which is against school policy. <laughs> but then Ma- It was a sweet American flag bandana. <laughs> i got to stick up for Matthew on this one. Matthew you- says... You own one of those as well. Right, yeah. yeah okay. as, a, as, a, as another owner of American right. Flag Bandana, I appreciate it. it. The assistant principal told him and all his friends to take off their T-shirts or turn them inside out because some Hispanic students were upset and the school feared it would start a fight. <laughs> oh, God. Matthew, by the way, is part Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the best part. He's pro-America. He's part Mexican. Let the kid wear part some American Hispanic. flag stuff. Uh, vice principal was taking their side and was thinking that we were being racist towards them. So he was Now, how's that being racist, wearing an American flag? Yeah, granted, Cinco de Mayo, but it's not It's not like you're wearing a, a giant Nazi flag. It's an American flag. It was discriminating against us, making us take off our stuff. For some students to wear red, white, and blue on Cinco de Mayo, you guys are trying to start trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's this little de- kind of demure investigator. I'd just be like, yeah, we are. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> we're trying to start trouble. We're, just, we're in America. We can't wear our own colors. <laughs> the boys refused to take off the shirts. <clears throat> they were not suspended, but they were sent home. Now, this is the that's the most bizarre punishment for kids. Yeah. You're going home from school. All right, thanks. They, I never understood that being suspended. Oh, you're a troublesome. You're a trouble kid at school. We're gonna not let you go to school. Yeah. We're gonna let you sit at home all day. The place that you hate. We're now removing that from your right. Mind. We're yeah. gonna send you home with your Xbox and whatever else. And that, that's what you're gonna. That's that'll straighten you out. You go home. You know, I'm sure your parents aren't around. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> just go home and and think about this. There's gotta and, be a fire you can light or something. I'm, or... I'm sure. I'm sure in a week. In a week, things will be okay. Oh, I just saw someone call in uh, recently. Nine four one. Feel free to call back. Sorry, I missed that. 
The irony? Dominic Maciel's mother is white and his father is Mexican. <laughs> I think it was disrespectful. I don't even know this This is irony. Well, it's my country if I flip this inside out. The parents of the five boys said the school's decision was un-American. You can't just single out these five. It, it doesn't work that way. That's well, in their defense, they were the five wearing the American flag. Who are they supposed to single that? Cinco de Mayo is popular at Live Oak, which is 40% Hispanic. They even had ethnic dancers perform at lunch. The principal... <laughs> that had nothing to do with the news story at all. They even had ethnic dancers perform at lunch. Oh, okay, wow. Then, yeah, the American flag t-shirts, that really would have made things pretty crazy. I understand wearing something that's hateful or something like that, or obviously wearing a shirt that's had some racial slur on it or something that's obviously derogatory, a symbol of hate, but I, I don't... Call me old-fashioned, but I look at the I look at the red, white, and blue, and I don't think symbol of hate. I think symbol of pride. What do you think, Nick? Uh, you know what? I think it's uh, if anything, it shows a lack of tact and in in, uh, uh, in, in uh, I, I don't know, class. You know, I mean, I get what they're doing. I get it. They're doing wow, fuck Cinco de Mayo. It's America. I'm proud of it. But you know, they're just little shits now. They're gonna grow up to be big shits and right. Whatever. Maybe they're, they're not, not. Maybe they're not the best people, and I I don't think they came in it with good intentions. But I think feeding into it and then suspending them, sending them home, that you're just kind of buying into it. It's like, oh hey, we wanted attention. You want attention? Fine. Wear a uh, you know giant Converse sweatshirt with the American flag on it. That looks kind of odd. You know, go ahead and do that. Yeah, I think cares? drawing yeah. attention to it and suspending them. Or just let them get their ass kicked. Like that's fine too. Right. Yeah. Old fashioned ass kicking never hurt anyone. Well, that's what they were saying, that the kids were teasing them, but then that's what... What, what happened to just letting kids tease it out? Why do, we have to, why do we have to intercede? I remember I got teased constantly for doing stupid stuff. When I got an awful haircut, because I went to this really old barber and everyone made fun of me, I started to get a different haircut, and it was a much better haircut. It's a simple system we have set up. Peers tease each other. Yeah, if your principal had sent you home with your haircut, you wouldn't have learned anything. You right, no, I just would have said, oh, wait, the authority's not letting me cut the hair the way I want to, and then I would, you know, I'd be looking like Geyser with some crazy, <laughs> crazy, uh, what is he had going? What kind of hair? It's an actual it's mohawk, mohawk, I think. I think mohawk. he had the, sha- the side shaved. But it was just they were, but- I don't know, I, I can't, I don't know the difference, to no. be totally honest. I don't care either. It's, uh, it's pretty close. Well, I got this news, I've been sitting on this for a while. This is some local news from our town, I'm talking about high school, this is actually a guy who who went to our high school, was involved in this. Bethlehem man beaten, robbed over unusual bet during poker game. Hmm. Uh, Bethlehem man is charged with beating another man unconscious and robbing him after a bizarre wager was made. <laughs> uh, according to police, the men decided to bet on whether they, quote, could produce clean urine, even when on drugs. <laughs> That's when uh, Hamidal left the house, was followed by the other man, and was assaulted and robbed outside, police said. I guess what had happened... Uh, from what I've heard is that they were there, they were hanging out, partying. He, one guy was running his mouth, said something to the line of, I bet you $300 that I can produce clean urine. I keep an eyedropper full of clean urine in my car at all times. And the guy, I guess the other guy said, all right, yeah, we'll take that bet. You know, he was kind of, I guess, joking. I, so then he goes to leave, and as they're going out, they're like, where's my $300? They're like, what do you mean? Oh, where's the where's the clean urine? And then they beat the crap out of him because he couldn't produce the clean urine. Hmm. Ooh, this, is a, this is a friend of yours. <laughs> uh, no, it was just someone I know from high school. The police report does not indicate how the men would determine 
uh, whether his urine was drug-free or why he was attacked. The report named the three other men as conspirators, but there was no indication they had been charged in the incident as of Wednesday. As of Wednesday. Um, when he regained consciousness after being taken to the hospital, he told police he was robbed of $580. So, you know, that's, that's not a great evening. And I, I, his buddy was telling me that he had to stay in the hospital a little bit longer because he was he was on the South Beach diet, hmm. and he refused to eat carbs while in the hospital. <laughs> and they're like, no, you need carbs to build up your strength. Refused to eat carbs, so he ended up staying longer in the hospital. You know what's not important in that story? The fact that they didn't know how to uh, figure out if the urine was clean or not. Like, <laughs> right. That's not an important fact at all. Right, yeah, I mean... The twist is they didn't even know how to settle the bet. Like, no, right, I, I think from the onset we can see that that was a stupid bet and it was going nowhere. We didn't need the the obvious of... They didn't even have a urine testing kit <laughs> yeah. at the party. Yeah, no shit, we could do the bath on that one. Yeah. Oh, man, what a... What a time. Well, Nick, I uh, I got a gig here to promote that you're actually going to be at. The Green Room one-year anniversary show is going to be at Genghis Cohen this Monday, May 10th, 9 o'clock, 740 North Fairfax. It's Fairfax? A, yeah, sorry. I <laughs> Try that again. May 10th, 9 o'clock, 740 North Fairfax. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a live show. Kind of in the vein of a podcast, I'll be up there, I'll have different guests, Nick and a couple of the other regulars, Casey, Cornell, some of the other guys that we've had on the show, and you know, we'll be doing some of the bits from the show, interacting with the crowd, Logan will be returning, he'll be there at the live show, it's going to be a great time. So Double, double down in hand? Yes, well no, he, uh, he, he hates, hates the double down. So Kyle, where can, where can people check you out, where can they get more Kyle? <laughs> uh, well you can check out Good Neighbor at goodneighborstuff.com. Um... I don't know what else I do, really. I work in the uh, USC Hugh M. Hefner Moving Image Archive, so if you're on campus, you can go to the basement of Norris Theater, and I can show you some student films. All right. Nick, any anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, just check out uh, goodneighborstuff.com or nickrutherford.com. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in the Green Room. We do it live here every Thursday, 8 o'clock on LA Talk Radio. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today.